This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. Get down to the Bluebird Shopping Center now. Let us be a part of your journey with your little one and give them all they need with great savings on big brands. Experience a wide range of baby products for every precious moment, from bath time to bedtime and meal times to play times. Baby City has your needs covered. Get to Baby City Apple at the Bluebird Shopping Center for everything you need. From South Africa's leading baby hyper, Baby City, we know you care. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And yes, this is Bump and Beyond with me, your host, Yolandi Becker, and as always we talk parenting let me start by saying happy love day happy valentine's day i normally actually don't really celebrate valentine's day i remember like briefly back when me and my husband started dating we went um out for our first valentine's uh, together we went out for dinner to a restaurant and we had the second seating at the restaurant and I don't think we ever got to our table. Um, we had to sit by the bar and it was so busy and so hectic. And I looked at him and I said, for the rest of our lives, not really knowing that we would be spending the rest of our lives together, I said, I will never, ever go out on Valentine's Day again. Um, and that I don't know if it deterred me from Valentine's Day, but this year, for some other reason, I'm feeling that I need to celebrate life and love for whatever reason. So I am actually really celebrating Valentine's Day today. Um, I made a whole big fuss around my kids, um, actually inspired by a friend of mine. She had this cute idea of like making little hearts um, out of paper and on her kids' doors. And I did the same. And then putting um, like the different reasons why I love them on their door. And I thought that, and I love the idea so much. I'm like, you can't start your day better by someone telling you anything more than how much they love you and why they love you. So I thought it was such a nice idea. And of course I did it. And I'm going to make them a really nice romantic dinner (laughs) for my family later. I had to choose something that everyone will love um, that I'm making. And I'm going to make some desserts and everything. So I'm very much looking forward to the rest of my Valentine's Day. But on that note, share with me, do you celebrate? I was actually surprised because I posted this question um, on my Instagram as well uh, on Monday to ask people if they celebrate. And To be honest, most people said, no, it's just another day. Um, So let me know if, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Um, And if you do, um, how do you celebrate it? If you don't, maybe you also think that roses and chocolates are way too expensive on this day. Um, Yeah, let me know. But again, just like with um, New Year's, uh, I mean, I'm also not a big believer of New Year's resolutions, but you do get a little bit of an energy from it. I feel it's the same with Valentine's Day. And why not lean into that, that wave of love and experiencing love? I also know for some people it's not such a nice thing, but maybe it's just about loving yourself then in the end of the day. That's also a lot. But today, um, so yes, of course, like I said, share with me if you are celebrating it, why you are, why you're not, and how you're doing it. Um, you can send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. I would love to hear what you're doing and what you're not doing. But today specifically, obviously, we have to talk about parenting. And that's one of the things I think relationship and romance, especially in the beginning phases of having a kid, 
the dynamics change quite a bit and you have to actually really make the time. I do have to say now I'm in a good space. Maybe that's why I'm celebrating. Maybe just because, you know, my kids are a little bit older now and um, I have the capacity to do it. Maybe that's just a reason for it. Uh, but yeah, share with me again. Um, and again, I've got the expert here to talk about relationships and love and how the dynamics change as always. And one of my favorite guests, uh, she's been on the show before, certified sex and relationship coach, Galia Fawkson. She's also a wife and mother of three children. So <laughs> she's an expert, I feel, in the field. Hi, Galia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, do you have plans for Valentine's Day? Yeah, why not? Take the opportunity to have a date with your husband. That's always my whenever opportunities arrive, jump on them. <laughs> and and I and I love that. In the end, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's exactly it. We need to lean into these things a little bit more. And for me, that's one of the things as well with these type of situations when it comes to having kids and in the hustle of bustle is that if you're not going to make an effort. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yes. So let's dive right back into it in the fact of once you add or you have children, how, how does it impact your romantic relationships? Well, I think that's a really important thing to understand when you're having children is that this expectation that things are just going to go back to normal needs to be adjusted because things do not go back to the normal that you knew before. There's a new normal that happens. Your time and energy is going to be now completely shifted between devoting yourself to your child, to your relationship. Your communication is going to struggle because there's going to be tired people. Um, you're going to be a bit more on edge. Things are going to shift. And as obviously the child grows up, the, the shift will be different. But once there's children in the mix, um, People's intimacy can take a, a, back a back foot because they prioritize the child's needs over themselves. And also um, lots of conflict can arise based on what we said already, but also because our roles and responsibilities are completely shifting now. And it's a big deal to now manage that expectation around, well, what do you do and what do I do and whose job is more important and, you know, who goes back to work first and why is that person more important than other, the other person in the relationship? So it's an important thing to just understand when you are pregnant so that you are aware of that there is going to be a new normal and it's not going to be the same. And to have these expectations that it's going to be the same is often quite disappointing for people. Yeah. And I mean, just that also the expectations is, is that even just for the husband and the wife, I feel that the expectations are very different and the reality is very different. And it's always, I mean, I always say this as well, that you can't really prepare someone for to know what it's like. In some ways, we say all these things beforehand, but you really only know what it's like once you have kids. So it's difficult for us to kind of paint the picture beforehand what it is like. But for those of you who have experienced already having children and the impact on your relationship, I think it's important to know that, it is different and it's it's different for all of us and that's normal for the dynamic to change and for things to be different than what it was before. I don't think you should feel like you're – and also, again, I think my perception of what things would be like afterwards was very different to what my husband 
was going to feel afterwards. Get down to the Bluebird Shopping Centre now. Let us be a part of your journey with your little one and give them all they need with great savings on big brands. Experience a wide range of baby products for every precious moment, from bath time to bedtime and meal times to play times. Baby City has your needs covered. Get to Baby City Apple at the Bluebird Shopping Centre for everything you need from South Africa's leading baby hyper. Baby City, we know you care. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. Welcome back. If you're just joining me, you are on 101.9 High FM and this is Bump and Beyond. And as always, we are talking even on this love day about parenting and It is really great because today we are talking about how your romantic relationship changes once you bring kids into the dynamics. Um, And as always, I bring in the experts and I'm speaking today to a certified sex and relationship um, coach, Galia Fawkson, about that, how the dynamics change. And a very big thing, like you said, um, Galia, before we went to the break, was that um, you have to realize that things are going to be different. And it's also for me not always... It wasn't really different in the way that I thought it would be different. Uh, yeah. For for me, there was lots of things that I didn't realize. Also about my body, <laughs> how yeah. I felt in my body. I I mean, to be honest, I I joked about it, but obviously that has an impact on the consequences of how you you are intimate with your partner, the way you perceive yourself. But I always joke, it's like you put your dignity in a little suitcase when you go have a baby and about six weeks later, you can take off of it out. And six months later, you can take the other part of it out. <laughs> but that's obviously... Yeah, has an impact on um, how you feel about yourself mm. afterwards, about how you can be intimate with your partner. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big thing to to also recognize is that everybody's body is going to change differently. For some people, that bounce back is much quicker and other people, there is no bounce back. And both are normal and both are part of the experience for a woman's body after pregnancy. And I think like having an expectation that your body's going to do something just because other people's body has done that is like setting yourself up for disappointment because in the end of the day, it's about accepting how your body responds, not wanting to be, I guess, the same as other people's bodies. But that's a huge amount of work. And that's about like knowing yourself and knowing what you can do and what you can't do and being okay with those elements. Yeah. And, and for me, again, reflecting back on my own experience afterwards, uh, the way I felt, I mean, now thinking about it, it's like, I should have been like celebrating my body, not being conscious. I mean, I pushed a baby out of me and that's remarkable. Absolutely. But it's so funny because so many people that I've spoken to are like, don't tell me that when I'm going through it because I'll come to that realization maybe on my own at some point in my life. But, you know, if you tell a new mom, but you should be celebrating your body, she's going to be like, leave me alone. Like I'm, I'm happy right now. And it's, I think it's important to just hold space for that space that you're in. And that it's okay if you're feeling uncomfortable in your body, it's, it's part of the process and knowing that it's just not, it's not permanent. No, no. And that's good. But how can we better the situation then with our partner? I mean, should we be rushing into it? Should we force ourselves into it? Should we just inevitably wait for it to happen? How can we, yeah, go into this that it's 
yeah, good for both sides of the party. Because obviously intimacy in your relationship is not just the relationship with yourself. We're talking here about the relationship with your partner. And they, especially your partner, might be a little bit more keen to start quicker. (laughs) I hear you. Um, I think that we need to also separate sexual intimacy and physical intimacy and emotional intimacy. Because when it comes to sexual intimacy, both people have to obviously be consenting and ready before anything happens. And that's a conversation that has to happen between the couple. But there should be a priority between the couple to be prioritizing physical intimacy, which is just giving each other hugs and kisses and being able to be there for the other person physically and not only making moves when they're looking for sexual intimacy, as well as um, being aware that you're creating that emotional intimacy, that emotional bond, that you're hearing the other person's things that they're struggling with and what's difficult about parenthood and what are they experiencing on a daily daily basis. Their mental load will have shifted drastically now becoming a parent on both sides and Who's carrying the burden more? How can you support that person if they're carrying the burden more? You know, those elements are incredibly important. In order for a sexual intimacy to be there, there has to be those other two elements. Because when people forget about the other elements, then what they're doing is they're setting their relationship up for like a bit of an unsatisfied space. Because they're saying only one's important, but then you're only standing on one of the three legs to be there. And I mean, that's really, I mean, that's really putting the nail or hitting the nail on the head for me with that as well, because I I think, like you said, the sexual part of the relationship is an important part, but it's not the only part. And I think it's such a build up to that point of getting there. And I have to say from my personal experience as well with my husband, once you go through the trenches of parenthood and you have those like emotional things in place and those other tiers in place, it elevates that Mm -hmm. third leg of the sexual uh, intimacy so much more when you have those other things of you, you know, there's a support system in place and that you're a partnership in this emotionally as well as physically. So Mm -hmm. I love, love that. But how can we then open these, you know, communication where what what are some tips and some tricks that we can open this communication and because there's also i mean let's be honest in those the smallest things because you're not sleeping and you can just get ticked off with them so easily and take things so personally for me mm-hmm. also my husband could just look at me in a certain way i'm like not now it's not happening um, don't even think about it and that was not necessarily even his intention yeah <laughs> um So I do feel there needs to be a little bit of communication in that sense. Absolutely. So ideally, like, communicate while you're pregnant. Like, what are the things that we're expecting to come up? How do we we plan to manage the roles that we know are going to be big deals? You know, we're talking about newly, newly, no, a newborn. We're talking about we know that they're going to need to be changed. We know they're going to need to be fed. Are we going to be trying to breastfeed? If breastfeeding doesn't work out, are we going to be going straight for bottles? How are we um, going to manage this? When is the person going back to work? Having those conversations before the baby arrives is important. But let's say now your baby's three years old and you're listening to this now and you didn't have those conversations. And that's totally expected and normal because... If we don't know to do something, we don't. I didn't have those conversations. Most people don't don't realize that it's important to have these conversations because they don't realize how tired they're going to be or how things are going to have shifted so much once that baby comes and to have those conversations in like a 
less than ideal state of mind is always going to lead to a little bit more conflict and a little bit more frustration on on each other's on you know on each other's part so i think that's what's important is you know whether you've had the child or not you have to prioritize that quality time together that it's a priority for both of you because what happens is when it's not a priority then everything else takes priority and when your relationship isn't something that's important to you everything else becomes more important and you'll justify why this is more important and you'll justify why that's more important but in the end of the day none of those things exist without the relationship really and if you're not going to i mean obviously you'll still have a job without the relationship but it's not going to be the same without the relationship if that's your if that's a a value of yours that you want the relationship you have to prioritize it so i think making sure that you schedule time to be together whether it's an actual date night or it's just time to be together if it literally means you're washing dishes together that you've told each other i'm washing dishes at 7 p.m will you please stand next to me while i do that or you know making it actually about making time to be together is so important because what happens is most couples and this is normal. We get caught up in the every single day, day to day of life. And some people, especially like myself, I need me time. So it's very hard for me that when I come home and I've had a busy day at work and my husband's had a busy day at work and now we've had to put the kids to sleep. Now, once they're asleep, to be honest, like I need my me time. It's not anything against him. It's personally, I just need me time. So if I don't make the time to have me time, I then can't make time to have time with him. And what happens when I push myself in that space of just spend time with him, I get resentful and frustrated or I'm in a bit of a mood because I haven't had that time to myself. So we have created a system in our home where I have the time that I need once the kids are asleep for myself in order to recharge, in order to find the space that I'm comfortable and content. And I know my timing, everybody's timing is going to be different, how long I need. And then we, we prioritize talking and we prioritize also because I need that space at night. Well, let's prioritize in the daytime when it's good for both of us to also have that catch up and that talking. Because what's important in a relationship is that there's friendship. And what happens is, is in the beginning of relationships, there's tons of that friendship. You're hanging out all the time. You're seeing each other. You're making it a priority. You're literally prioritizing going on dates with them all the time because you want to see them. And all of a sudden now, because you're living together, you're like, ah. I don't have to prioritize these things because I'm seeing you all the time. But it's not about seeing someone. It's about spending quality time with them. You can be physically present with them without actually being present with them at all. It's it's about literally making time to make friends with each other. Um, And it's one of the foundations of a, a healthy, good, happy relationship is that when there's friendship, all the other things come easier when there's a conflict when something happens you're much it's much easier to be open to listening and willing to make compromises and willing to work together um when you're feeling like this person's my friend as opposed to who the heck are you i never see you anymore and you don't care about me If you've just joined me, you are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond. I'm your host, Yolanda Becker, and I'm speaking to sex and relationship coach Golia Fulkson about how the dynamics on your romantic relationship changes once you add kids to the situation. And it's already been super insightful. And I think um, the the core of this conversation is actually communication, to be honest, is that you should be open 
to communication with your partner. And that's the important thing. And you shouldn't be assuming that they know what you want and what you need. And I mean, you mentioned the alone time as well. I have exactly the same thing is that when I cook dinner and I really love cooking, um, this that's my alone time. And my mm. kids and my husband know that is the time where I, I'm like thinking of my own stuff and I'm doing my own thing. Sometimes I watch a little bit of Netflix or I um, listen to a podcast while I'm cooking. So it's like a whole thing for me. And that's for me, my time that I also need to kind of just, you know, let go of the day in the end of the day. And if that's, if you, it's just important that you also then communicate that to the people around you, even so with my children. Um, I do make opportunity because my kids are sometimes very keen for me to cook with with me. So then I do make exceptions that they are allowed to do that. But in the end, it is important to have that. But that brings me also now, because you also mentioned then creating the space for being intimate for, and even as a sleep consultant, I often tell parents this is that it's, if you don't make, because very often parents say, you know what, next week uh, the kids are doing this or this is happening, then I have more time. And I always say, if you're going to wait for time, you're going to wait a very, very long time. <laughs> so you have to make that space for that intimacy. Um, and again, I just want to reiterate that we are not talking here just about sex. You need to make space for that as well. But there is also the time to, like you said, be friends with each other <laughs> and yeah. talk with each other because yeah. especially as women, there needs to be these multiple aspects. It's not just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> 100%. And I think that uh, it's also important to to understand what communication means because communication is not, can you just take the kids already? You know, can you just do this? And why aren't you doing that? You know, then, that's communicating, but not effectively. Mm. Um, so it's very important that when you are communicating, that you're actually addressing issues as they arise. You're not, you're not waiting months and then the resentment's building up and things are, are adding to your plate. You're, you're also being respectful to the person, you know, like realizing that having that, that respect, that kindness, that listening voice inside of you of like, I'm going to listen to this person when they speak and they, what they have to say is important. And even if I don't necessarily agree or feel that way right now, but working on ourselves to actually make space for that, that allows us to then effectively communicate. But I think what, uh, what most people also miss is that they think that empathy is sympathy and empathy is not sympathy. When someone's telling you I've had such a bad day and you're like, oh, shame, that's, that's empathy. But that's not empathy. No. When, when someone says I have a bad day, when you respond and you say, I hear you, that you sounds like this day really didn't go well for you and like, that really isn't like nice, I'm really sorry, that's empathy. Basically, accept, like hearing what they're saying and letting them know that you're there for them regardless and that you love them and that you're upset for them as opposed to shame, you know, that sucks, hey. You know, because then you're just showing sympathy, but the person's not going to feel held, they're not going to feel seen, they're not going to feel supported. And I think that that's a big deal um, when it comes to communicating is knowing how to communicate, knowing when to communicate. It's not the right time to tell your wife um, or your husband that they didn't do their chore when their kids are screaming in the background. There's, it's about knowing your partner, and that comes from that friendship. That comes from 
I know when my partner is okay. I know when my partner's not okay. I know when my partner says, I'm fine, you know, and they're not really fine. So, you know, knowing your partner helps you be able to have that communication, like you said, um, more effectively, being able to voice those concerns and, and listen actively when they're speaking as well. Yeah. No, and, and again, as well, um, what you mentioned earlier is that intimacy now talking now more about the touching part and then the sexual part of it for me it's the build-up of it if you've got open communication and the trust is built between you it elevates those other elements of it as well but that brings me to the next tier of it for lack of a better word is is that should you also be creating the space to like hug each other or kiss each other and you know, be so intimate in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's scientific evidence that um, couples who kiss for six seconds or more at a time. Six when, seconds, I'm going to time it from now on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's so short. But it, when a couple um, makes that effort to actually not just peck on the lips, but actually give a kiss to the person when they see them or when they say goodbye to them, prioritizing that physical intimacy in such a small way makes a huge impact on the relationship. And there's actual evidence to show that. And I think that what people forget is that physical intimacy doesn't have to be this big deal. You know, you don't have to tickle her back for an hour and then massage her feet. And, you know, sometimes we're tired. I wouldn't mind that. (laughs) But then, like, we need a plan for that. Like, tomorrow night you're massaging my back, right? (laughs) You're going to make sure you're in the mood. But at the end of the day, like, it's important to know that, like, physical intimacy means you're prioritizing actually touching. So giving each other a a peck when the other person arrives home, actually sit there for a few seconds and give them a proper kiss or give them a proper hug or look them in the eyes or um, make sure you find opportunities to hold their hand or give them a hug or let them know that you're there physically for them. That's important. Um, as well as I think a lot of the time, and I'm, I'm, this is a generalization, but it often happens that men will use physical intimacy in like a bit of a, intense way so they'll grab their partner's buttocks or they'll you know you know do something when they bend over to (laughs) hunk you know and you know sometimes what happens when you when you do that unless the person likes it and it is their their thing and it works for them but oftentimes when that happens is you're basically saying like touch isn't so important to me because what is comfortable for you I don't really respect so I'm doing something that's quite uncomfortable for you and therefore I'm showing you that I don't really respect the sanctity of that touch. And I think for a lot of women that are experiencing that, that almost is like a turnoff for them. Mm. So it's about having that conversation and say, like, babe, you know when you honk me or whenever you do this, it doesn't feel so great. So let's can we be more mindful like next time rather put your hand gently on the small of my back or you know rub my shoulders for a second or give me a kiss on the forehead but choosing the the ways to express what you need um instead of the things that are uncomfortable for you and letting your partner know those things and no. is important so you have that safe touch can and then that safe touch allows you to feel much more comfortable in the bedroom um feeling heard and desired and being able to talk about the things that you want to do 
I love that. Get down to the Bluebird Shopping Center now. Let us be a part of your journey with your little one and give them all they need with great savings on big brands. Experience a wide range of baby products for every precious moment, from bath time to bedtime and meal times to play times. Baby City has your needs covered. Get to Baby City Athol at the Bluebird Shopping Center for everything you need. From South Africa's leading baby hyper, Baby City, we know you care. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker is brought to you with compliments of Discam Baby City. Yes, just like that, our show is coming to an end with our first guest, Galia Fawkson. But Galia, before you go, we because like I just said to you in the ad break, I think the clear message is, is that for everything to be elevated when it comes to intimacy and your relationship, communication is the key. So give us some of the how you should and should not communicate. <laughs> yeah, with pleasure. I think one of the things that we need to be aware of is that all emotions are valid. So if someone's angry or upset, you have to give them space to have that. Obviously, not if we're ever moving into abusive territory. But let's just say someone's feeling is negative to like towards you. That's okay. They're allowed to feel whatever they're feeling. And trying to change your partner's feelings is never a good way to to um, start a communication so to say to them you shouldn't be so angry with me that's not going to be helpful because they are already angry so it's important to remember that no one is right right the relationship is the key the relationship is the the goal here so what's best for the relationship not what's best for me um it's important to always go into a conversation with understanding respect and acceptance of the spouse in order to hear advice from them. Because if you're ever going into a, a conversation where the other person feels criticized or disliked or unappreciated or disrespected, they're very unlikely to listen or hear what you're going to say. So it's about making sure when you have the conversation, the timing is right, how the person is feeling is taken into account, validating those feelings. The person doesn't have to be calm completely. You can be angry when you're having a conversation, but it's about validating. You have every right to be angry. I get it. And then hearing each other's sides, taking the time to each speak, listening to what the other person is saying, and remembering that compromise is not about one person changing. Compromise is finding a middle ground that works for both both people, because that way resentment isn't born, and it isn't you're not expecting something to change in the relationship, but more accepting it. Galia, it's been as always so wonderful and. I am a super fan. So if you're not following Galia yet on social media, you need to. She's got such great tips and insights. She's also got lots of programs online um, that you can get to help you with your relationship. Obviously, she also um, you can actually see her as a relationship coach. Um, um, so Galia, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on my profile, Galia Folkson, um, on Instagram or just by my website, galiafolkson.com. Great. Thank you so much for joining me and for inciting us with your really great relationship um, knowledge. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Bye.